0: Hello everyone and welcome back to my next podcast. Today we're going to be talking about me turning 30. That sounds so selfish. <laughs> um no, I'm hoping that this podcast actually will just help some of you viewers out there whether you're past 30 or you haven't gotten there yet. Really what I'm going to be talking about is kind of like the past decade and the lessons that I've learned in my 20s, but I think more importantly, we're going to be chatting about how some lessons in life take a really long time to learn, and so when you kind of look at your life in a longer stretch of time, um, I think you can see kind of bigger patterns and changes going on, and it's sometimes hard to see that in the moment um, unless you kind of zoom out, Um, so I think no matter where you are in life, I'm hoping that what you get out of this podcast is just understanding that. You know, sometimes we change and it takes a long time and in our world where everything is so fast paced and we want to manifest things in an instant, we have to understand that sometimes life is not that way. Um, so before I get into that, I actually just wanted to address the name change really quick. Um, I have never liked my podcast name, Um I think it was, it was like the Intuitive Network or something, and that was kind of like my pre-Psychic Lauren branding name. Back when I first, first started, you know, my vision was sort of to create um, an online community of psychics um, where I kind of taught classes, but maybe several other people taught classes, and it was just kind of a network of students and teachers and maybe it was something, you know, sort of similar to those websites out there that employ a bunch of psychics. Um, definitely not, like, off the table, but that just required, like, way too much manpower than one person could handle. Um, so anyway, I, that I rebranded a long time ago t- just to being kind of Psychic Lauren. Um, But you'll see sometimes in some of my old videos, I reference the intuitive network and that's where that comes from. And that's probably just because that video hadn't been made or had been made before I made that name change. But I still want to do that. I would love one day for my courses to be able to have certifications and like have extra, you know, extra requirements where you actually have to read people or like maybe get together with me or something to where... You have, like, you know, very certified people so that if you can't get a reading with Lauren necessarily, you know that these psychics over here are, like, approved and have been, like, tested under this same theory. You know what I mean? Because um, I think a lot of um, psychic websites out there, they do not vet their psychics. They just kind of say, oh, you're a psychic? Okay, come on in. <laughs> Um, and I know because I've I I didn't read for them, but I went through several like employing processes, and I realized, wow, okay, they do not care my credentials at all, and they just they just want to take a percentage of all my readings, and they don't care, you know, how I became psychic, how I practice, you know, how I stay on top of my skills. Not saying that's every place, but at least the two or three places that. I thought about, you know, kind of signing up and being like one of those online psychics. Um, Anyway, this is a big tangent. The point is I'd love to still bring that back one day. I just need more time and more manpower. So big goals, big dreams. If you ever want to get certified in my course and kind of be under my umbrella of marketing, I feel like that would just provide some perks for psychics out there um, to be able to put their like name on my website. I'd love to be able to do that. Um, Anyways... The point here is that I changed my marketing name to Psychic Lauren. And I also kind of liked this because um, I like calling myself a psychic. When I first started, it was kind of like, ooh, do I call myself intuitive to kind of make it safer for people to digest? But I kind of liked really being very blatant with it. (laughs) I liked kind of standing in my power and saying, no, this is what I do. Um, And so my name has kind of been pretty important to me because of that reason. And when I first signed up for Anchor, um, I tried to make it so that um, my podcast name was just like Psychic Lauren's Podcast. And um, I think it was that for about a minute. And then they told me that I couldn't monetize my channel because I am in the list of um, illegal businesses. And I have not been happy about that. I would not recommend Anchor for that reason. Um, But I basically went through this long disputing process and kind of said, like, hey, this is what I do. This is my branding name. Um, Granted, I will say it's not Anchor itself, but Anchor has, like, a third-party, like, payout application called Stripe. And it's Stripe that did not want to pay out um, my earnings from my podcasts. Um, And so basically, you know, in a way it is sort of also on Anchor because that is the only way I could get the money that I made from my podcasts. Um, So that's why I had to change my name so that it didn't look like I was a psychic because on their list was fortune tellers and that is a legal business. Um, But I went through and I disputed it and I said... One, I'm not a fortune teller. That's a very derogatory name. Um, and two, you know, the reasons why fortune tellers are apparently on their illegal list is because they are people that take away money from people illegally. And I kind of said, Hey, I'm just making a podcast. Like I'm not asking for money in my podcast. (laughs) Um, and even if I did, I feel like that should be allowed. Um, Obviously not in the way that they're thinking, but pretty much that dispute got approved um, and it was pretty easy and I kind of almost wonder because they took their fortune tellers off their illegal businesses list. um, I kind of wonder if enough people have complained about that, that it made it easier for me. So back to Psychic Lauren, very excited about that. Sorry for the long explanation. Um, No, I'm not back to Psychic Lauren, never mind. (laughs) now the Practical Psychic. I didn't quite feel like Psychic Lauren made sense, like Psychic Lauren's podcast. It just felt like not indicative. Like if you were just looking through a list of podcast names, you probably wouldn't understand what I was about here. Um, And so that's why um, the Practical Psychic just kind of popped into my head. I think that was 100% my guide's And I was really trying to go with a name that implied that, yes, I'm psychic, but I'm also a very grounded psychic. (laughs) Um, And I think a lot of the content, both on my YouTube channel and here on my podcast, um, is very indicative of me just being a little bit more down-to-earth and less woo-woo-y than other psychics out there. And not that there is anything wrong with that. I love psychics that are like that. I follow several myself it's just not true to me. I'm a very grounded, um, and I shouldn't even use that word as if other psychics aren't grounded, but I'm very practical. I mean, I'm a Virgo (laughs) rising, and so to me, I am very much about analyzing, understanding the world in a very, like, analytical, practical way, Um, and that honestly has been a challenge for me as a psychic because I'm so left-brained. I'm so analytical, and so turning off you know, that side of me to be able to fully get into my psychic abilities has been hard. Um, that I have more of a hard time turning on my psychic abilities than turning it off. Um, but I have a very interesting, you know, if you care about astrology, it's interesting that I am a Pisces sun, but a Virgo rising. Those two are opposites on the chart from each other. And Pisces are very highly intuitive all about intuition, mysticism, you know, all of that good stuff. And then Virgos are almost opposite. It's like they want to see pen on paper. They want to see evidence. They want to see facts. So I am this interesting balance of both, I would like to say. And I'm kind of proud of it, to be honest. I think because of that, a lot of people are attracted to me for that reason. And it's because I'm, I'm a little bit more real with you all. And you know, and I'll tell you guys when I don't believe in something, um, but then I'll also tell you, you know, hey, I do believe in this, and it's a little woo and it's a little out there. Um, so I know I'm not for everybody because of that, but um, I wanted a name that basically reflected that type of energy here on this podcast. So that's where Practical Psychic came from. I hope you guys like it. Um, and I hope it doesn't mess you too much up when you're trying to find my podcast in the future, but it probably will not change. Um, I just found that, you know, podcasts usually kind of have a different name and branding um, than the rest of everyone else's stuff, and I just wanted it to be reflective, again, of my content. So let's get into today's topic, Um, and that is (laughs) approaching my 30s, and I am literally like a day and a half away from my birthday Um, I'm excited because I'm going to take the whole day off. I'm going to, like, pamper myself. I've got, like, a haircut set up. I'm going to go get my nails done. What else am I doing? I'm going to go eat with my husband um, at a fancy restaurant. I'm going to take time out to go to a local metaphysical store and just go buy myself something fun, um, and just, I'm going to really try to take care of myself and set the intention of what I want my 30s to look like. I'm kind of using my birthday as almost like a little ritual of saying, hey universe, like this is what I want for the rest of my 30s and I want it to be very focused on taking care of myself. I want it to be me first in a lot of ways and I also want it to be like luxurious and filled with abundance. (laughs) Um, And the reason for that is kind of just been the stuff that I've been going through lately and not just lately, but the basically all of my 20s, which is what I wanted to talk about here today. Um, and I know, um, again, not a lot of you will probably resonate with this. You're probably not at the exact same age as I am, but I'm hoping it'll still apply because these are lessons that you learn over long periods of time. And this specifically is going to be a more money focused talk. Um, I feel like my 20s was all about finding myself, empowerment and finding my relationship with money in a very positive way. Um, and so I do think that's helpful, especially to those of you that are younger, um, maybe you're around the same age as me. I do know I have a lot of like Gen Z followers um, and millennial followers, and I think we all kind of go through uh, the same stuff. In life um, especially when it comes to money but I also am very just passionate about sharing kind of like life challenges because I don't think they get taught a whole lot in school in your life I just feel like that's not something like your parents necessarily help you out with unless you have really awesome parents but um, I just feel like I wanted to share this because of that reason But I think a lot of people out there are also in their 20s or maybe you're not in your 20s, but this is really about exiting survival mode. I mean, that's kind of what this whole story is. And I will say I'm not 100% there yet, but I'm slightly setting the intention with this podcast. And, you know, I should give myself more credits. My guides are saying that in my ear right now because um, I I, I am exiting it. It has become a lot easier looking back. you know when i first started this journey versus now um and so to kind of explain this i'm going to break down the history of kind of what it's been like to be me i guess <laughs> um so i grew up pretty stinking wealthy um and basically you know my grandparents had fantastic jobs when i was born my parents kind of were at like their peak It was the 90s. I mean, I feel like everyone in the 90s, there was just such abundance. And, you know, my dad was like, gosh, he was so young, but he had basically crawled to the top of this um, insurance firm and was just making bank. And um, they were just like constantly going on vacations. Like as a child, my life basically looked like at least three or four vacations a year. Um, and you know, my parents might not have paid for all of that. It might've been going to my grandparents like vacation home in Arizona. Um, there was just a ton of that. And I am so thankful for having that experience. And I'll kind of talk about why, but basically it's interesting how the first half of my life, I can almost like draw a line halfway down my life when I was around like 15, 16, um, all the time before that, I was very wealthy, very well taken care of, did not have to worry about a thing financially. Didn't, it didn't even cross my mind because I didn't know having money problems was it, was an issue, period. Um, and then the second half of my life, 15 to about now, was almost the exact opposite. It w- I've been very poor. Um, I've had to rely on myself a lot. Um, I, I shouldn't say that so much. I'll kind of get into that, but it's been a very black and white situation going from very, very wealthy to very, very poor, definitely like under the poverty line living. Um, And that's kind of what we describe as um, survival mode. And you're basically just trying to live every day to just make it through the day to make sure your bills are paid. You really don't have any time or energy for anything else because that is like your primary concern. Um, and let's see, just to kind of explain more of like what life looked like before. Um, I think, let's see, that was kind of my childhood. I even remember my, um, my third grade teacher getting after me because I had gone to Disney World so many times that year and I had been missing so much school that he was like, all right, every time you go on a trip, you got to go buy me a gift. And he said it jokingly. But I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't buy him a gift. And I think we got him, like, pencils or something the next time we went on a trip. Um, And then, of course, he felt guilty, but it was kind of funny. Um, And then, I mean, we basically had this kind of going all the way up until my high school experience. And um, I had a brand new car for my birthday, um, completely paid out um, by my father, 100%. um, (laughs) And I think my dad gave me an allowance of, like, it was either, like, a grand or two um, every month. Ridiculous. Like, if I had that kind of money now, (laughs) um, or even just a couple years ago, I would have killed to have that much money consistently coming in every single month. And I would just throw it away, throw it away on stupid things, you know. Me and my husband at the time, or my boyfriend at the time, now husband, we would go out and watch movies. We would go buy a Wii. We would we would go sit at movie theaters. Oh, I already said that. We would um, often just like eat out almost every meal at a restaurant, and I would blow through it so quickly. And my dad would give me more because he was just amazing. A little bit of a pushover, but I love him. (laughs) Um, Now I'm really not saying all of that to brag. I'm just trying to give you guys kind of a preview of what life looked like before and after and kind of around, um, it it didn't, it's not exactly 15, 16 years, but sort of ish. It was a little bit of a slow progression. Um, my dad just got into a bad financial situation. He just had some people kind of having like, coming after him in the law. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't think he watches or listens to my podcast at all. But if any of my family does, like, it wasn't bad. You know, he was found not guilty in all of these. It was basically just greedy, money hungry people that came after my dad because he was doing so well. Um, and so my dad had like a series of kind of lawsuits that just drained him money-wise. And then he kind of had to restart in his business. And this happened just so many times in a row. And basically over the last, you know, half of my life, he was no longer a reliable source of income. Um And he, he definitely still provided, you know, a roof over our heads and he helped me go to college. He still helped me pay for my wedding, which like, I have to give him all the credit for that. And I thank him endlessly for that. Um, But it was a lot different. You know, there was not any more vacations. There were times when things were very tight. Um, And especially sort of when I got into college, it got even worse. And it got to a point where, you know, I was not able to pay my rent um, because I was relying on him for rent. And then I was getting like credit score dings. Really essentially what I'm trying to say here is that it got really bad and it was to a point where I was still trying to live the old way that I'd been living um but without that like financial support behind me. Um and so the first kind of part of my 20s when I was in college I was just kind of waiting around. I was still hoping that you know someone would come in and save me financially. You know, I never tried to find a job. <laughs> And granted, my, you know, my parents were always like, oh, well, we'll always pay your bills. You don't have to find a job. Um, And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm not gonna. (laughs) Um, So I never had a job and, but I was so reliant on someone else for everything, you know, being able to pay my groceries, being able to pay my bills um, and just basically do anything that I wanted, even if it was like something fun. Um, and so that first kind of, I would say quarter of my twenties, I was just lazy and I just waited around and I would freak out when I didn't have money and I would just panic and I would do nothing on my own to try to make money. I mean, granted, I'll give myself some credit. I still did readings back then. I was still in film and I would, I was trying to kind of make a business with my husband, Um, And I got little projects here and there, but I wasn't, like, serious. I was still in school, and I was like, this isn't my problem. (laughs) And then I would say, as soon as I graduated college, um, this was probably, like, the second quarter of my 20s, this is kind of when I had the light bulb go off. And it was like, you know what, I could keep living my life waiting on somebody else to pay all my stuff, or I could step up and be reliant on myself. And this was such a big and scary thing for me, such a big, scary thing. And I mean, you have to understand, like, thinking about how I grew up, I was always provided for. Like, I didn't need to do anything. And in a lot of ways, it made me very lazy. Like, I had an awful, awful work ethic because of it. Um, I would much rather be watching movies, playing Sims, (laughs) doing all these other things, hanging out with my friends, um... And so the second quarter of my 20s, it was like, I know I need to do more, but I I couldn't because I was so not practiced. And I remember the readings that I would give myself or the readings that I would get at that time were like, you need to put it in the work. You need to do this. And it was like, I want to, but I'm so unmotivated to do so. (laughs) So unmotivated. And I realize now that's because I was doing a lot of things I didn't want to do. And I just kind of needed to find that thing that got me excited, Um, which I now feel like I have. But um, I think that because my work ethic was also so bad, um, that just, that was like the big hurdle that I had to overcome first was I had to be able to get off my butt and like get some work done. Um, And again, back at this time, I, I wasn't super serious about the psychic stuff. I was more trying to get my husband and I's, um, production company off of the ground. Um, but I would sometimes just like not do any work at all during the day. And then maybe the next day I'd give it like an hour or two. Um, we'd sleep in, we'd stay up late. Like there was no, and I shouldn't say weeks. My husband was a lot different. My husband was working jobs. I was the lazy one. Um, But I was still kind of waiting around on my dad. I still definitely like needed handouts a lot and I hated it. I hated how I felt knowing that I needed to do better, but knowing that I also like did not have any source of reliable income. Um, And so that was like, I feel like that's when the, the crappy part of my 20s really started was just this like hating myself for not doing better but also like not being more gentle with myself in understanding that like I was doing my best with like what I had and I had a lot I needed um, or I needed a lot of room to grow and I wasn't being gentle with myself for learning and kind of implementing a routine Um, so I would just have these like a lot of burnout moments and then just like not doing anything for a week because I was sad about it. I was also, like, starting a business at that, at this time, and, like, starting a business also takes a lot of time. Like, you do not make money in the first year. I mean, maybe you do if you're really smart, but I was not, um, and so we just weren't making a whole lot of money with our business to begin with anyways. So, again, it was, like, I was trying, and then I was beating myself up when I didn't see success, and then I would not work for a long time. Um, So, like, I think what's relevant there is to understand that when you're learning, sometimes things might not come to you right away. And that's why in some of my readings, I always tell people, like, if you need to take on, like, a little job over here on the side to help pay those bills so you're not stressed out, like, go ahead and do it. And that's something that I desperately wished I would have done. But I was so terrified of, like, doing interviews because I'd never been forced to do them before, And I felt like, man, I am so old. You know, there's teenagers that have had more work experience than me. And I kind of let it get in my head to where, like, again, I wasn't working. I wasn't supplementing my income. I was still just waiting around on somebody else to provide for me. So really quick, before I move on, I just want to let us hear a word from our sponsors at Anchor. Welcome back, everyone. I'm going to keep chatting here kind of about the the history of my money empowerment, I guess you would call it, and basically trying to get out of survival mode that took me, like, all of my 20s. Um, You know, and I, I should have said at the beginning, too, like, I hope that this gives some people hope that are in their 20s, and hopefully it doesn't take as long for you, but even if it does, you'll be okay, you'll survive, it's okay, <laughs> But um, I talked about kind of like the first half of my 20s so far, and then we kind of get into the second half, and specifically, I don't know what it was, but like somewhere in there, I just kind of had this like wake-up call, and I think, you know, maybe it was right after my wedding, because I had to actually postpone my wedding, because we couldn't pay for it. So I, it was it just was so embarrassing to me to be able or to have already sent out invitations to this wedding and then basically say oh hey everyone we're pushing the wedding back a year um and it it felt so degrading that i relied on somebody else and i couldn't i couldn't supplement that i couldn't help with that at all and it was embarrassing to basically have to send out a message that says hey we're we're changing our wedding and then, you know, basically redo it all over again, and a lot of people, like, questioned if we had problems, and it was, like, even more embarrassing to be, like, no, we're not, like, not getting married, we don't not love each other, it's that we don't have money, you know what I mean? I think, I think I, that really was, like, the turning point of me being, like, I, I can't keep living like this, like, I can't want to have these big awesome things in my life, and then, just not put any effort into getting them myself and you know also completely sucking you know my father dry when he was struggling so much like that was a lot of it too was that I saw how much of a burden I was putting on him when he was going through all of these like legal things and he was trying his best and he was like living in awful situations just so he could provide for me and my siblings and it just felt it didn't feel right to me. And so that was also like a big turning point of, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start busting my butt. I'm going to start being serious and actually start making money. Um, and I think that fire under my butt was a very good thing at the time because that's when I started also getting more serious about this psychic work. I got very serious about our, um, video production company. And this was like, the first time that we moved into an office space and we hired more people to help us, um, you know, we just did a bunch of like big, big, scary steps. Um, and I don't know why, um, I'm specifically remembering this was 2017. Um, but I feel like I kind of in this next quarter, like broke free from a lot of that old thinking. And I really stepped up my work ethic, like, tenfold. Like I was making sure that I was waking up on time-ish. I've since (laughs) learned to do even better with that after having my son. Um, I would definitely still sleep in then, but I had consistent work hours. I made sure that me and my husband got to our office every single day and worked like a full work day. That was very important to us. Um, and because of that, we made more money. <laughs> like, we brought in more clients because we were dedicating more time to it. My psychic business, um, it's, a, it's taken a while for that to take off, but I definitely was able to supplement my income in that way. Um, unfortunately, this is where I kind of started a bad habit of overworking big time. Um, overworking and just putting a lot of pressure on myself to just, you know, overwork 24 seven. Um, and it was because I, I had that fire under my butt of really wanting to change my situation And basically what I'm trying to say here is it caused habits that I've now had to like unravel, but I'm still glad that it happened obviously, or else I wouldn't have, you know, changed my work ethic and changed my habits around work in general. Um, so unfortunately, at this time, the pressure to get all of this done was really stressing me out. And I had a lot of like bad panic attacks back then. Um, thankfully, I've I've not had them since, because I've tried to take care of myself a lot better. But these panic attacks were like, gosh, daily for a couple months, is what it felt like. And I literally thought I was dying. If you've had panic attacks before you Know what they feel like, and you literally feel like you're about to die because you can't breathe. They are the worst. Um, worst, worst, worst. I would never wish it on anyone. Um, but thankfully, because I had my spiritual practice in place, I was able to understand why they were happening and I've kind of worked through them. Um, and got rid of them temporarily by trying to like take a little bit of pressure off of myself. I still had a lot of work to do in that arena, but um. And then I would say that's kind of where we get to the last quarter of my, thir- or my 20s. And that's kind of been the last, I would say, like two, three years. I would say maybe 2019 to 2022. Uh, dates probably don't really matter much to you guys. But um, basically, this is kind of when I finally started to see all my hard work pay off. It was like... Oh, okay. The things that I'm doing can actually pay me and i'm I'm paying my bills now, and this is amazing. I can live <laughs> um and it got to a point where everything was so good, you know that my husband and I felt financially comfortable finally to like have kids and of course, we had my son, and then um two months uh two months before he was born was the pan- was when the pandemic hit, but basically. I was just really seeing progress over these last couple years, even with the pandemic. Like, the pandemic did set, um, like, our film business back in a lot of ways, but my psychic business has continued to grow, Um, and I think I do have a video a little bit more on the money aspect of my psychic business that I came out with. I think it was around June of 2021 that I made that video, if you want to check it out. Um, but I was actually seeing progress um, over these last couple years and it was getting exciting that I could pay for my own stuff. Again, not every month is like 100%, but I'm, I'm like seeing how it will grow and it will get there. It's just kind of like a waiting game a little bit more now. And this last quarter has basically been understanding that, oh, yeah, remember all those, like, bad work ethic, like, habits you've been setting around, like, just overworking? Yeah, if you want to take things to the next level, you really need to focus on those. So, like, the last couple years have definitely been about remembering to slow down, remembering to still have a life, remembering to, like, go out and have fun sometimes and just not burn myself out. And if you listen to my Saturn Return podcast, I feel like that... I kind of summed that up a little bit Um, and that kind of brings us to like where I'm at now where I feel like it's been a few months since I've ended my Saturn return. I kind of just feel like this chapter is ending. I feel like I've been implementing the routines and, you know, really trying to make sure I'm not putting too many things in my schedule in a day and, you know, taking care of my spiritual routine kind of in the morning and that evening so that I can show up and be, you know, able to work in a much better way. But then again, not working for like eight hours straight. Um, So I think all of these things has really, have really changed (laughs) who I am as a person. And so going into my 30s feels so good. I am so excited because I do feel like Things have been shifting over the last couple of months, and I've been getting all these signs and all of these, like, readings done for myself that basically are saying, like, this chapter is over. You know, it was tough. It was hard. You know, all of these things were kind of putting it into perspective for me. Like, you had to go through understanding what it was like to have a lot and then understanding what it was like to not have anything And then understanding that I needed to put in my work ethic, but also, like, not burn myself out. Like, all of it mattered. All of it had meaning. All of it had a purpose. And, you know, I worked with it. I worked against it sometimes. But it really feels like I'm not going to go backwards anymore at this point. It feels like it's clicked and this lesson has been learned. And I think this has been, like, a huge lesson for me. Um, You know, I feel like most people might not even go through this, but this one was very specific to me that I think I needed to learn and go through so that I can have more abundance in this lifetime, but also show up and work for it, but also, like, enjoy it at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, Now, again, this does not mean, like, my finances are perfect or that, like, I'm never going to have a bad financial day again. Um, but it just feels like, again, things have shifted enough to where I feel like it's an end of a chapter. And again, I've just been getting so many signs. I wish I would have wrote some of them down so I could have shared, but like pick a card readings. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll just see things and it's like affirming of like, yes, this, this is the hardest part with all of this. And I've kind of made it through and it's only up from here. So I really feel like my 20s were about getting out of survival mode. And I think I've definitely at least done that mentally. Um, I've definitely been able to financially, I would say the pandemic has made it a little wonky town, but I'm already seeing like improvements um, since then. So I kind of feel like that was like a minor hiccup. But I really feel like the, the, the pandemic actually was like this last test of like, all right, we're going to throw you back into, like, extreme poverty. How are you going to handle it? And, and I remembered to, you know, work, put in the time, put in the effort, but also not overwork, and we made it through just fine. Um, and so, again, I hope that this podcast just kind of gives you hope, whether you're in your 20s. Whether you're just in survival mode, no matter what age you're at, or maybe just you're kind of having money blocks or money issues, and maybe it helped to inspire you a little bit. Um, But again, I think this is more about just understanding that sometimes it's really hard to see the stuff that's going on in your life when you're so close to it. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of perspective to be able to see what's going on, and then you can see you know, why everything had the purpose that it had. I think, again, that's that's very difficult sometimes to see in the middle of it. And I know because I give readings and people are like, I want this to be over with. I want it to be done. And, you know, we talk about obstacles and we talk about th- how we can get past it. And it's, it's very hard to see it again when it's like up close and personal in your face. But I think it's important to kind of take stock of your life and of your past and kind of celebrate the successes that you've had um, so that you can more appreciate where you're at now. I can't believe I'm turning 30 though. It's crazy, but it's a good thing. I remember when my husband turned 30, it was an awful day for him. (laughs) He, He really had like an awful, awful time. But like to me, 30 now symbolizes a new chapter and a new chapter of abundance specifically, a new phase of like money and self-reliance and self-empowerment. So to me, I'm very, very excited about turning 30. And again, I'm going to kind of further set the intention that, hey, this is what I want more of universe. This is what I'd like. Um, with my 30th birthday Um, I'll probably share photos from it on my Instagram but yeah guys I hope that you found this podcast helpful again these podcasts are going to be a little bit more personal to me I feel like I have to like apologize and explain that because I think most of you are probably hopping over from my YouTube channel which is a very different type of like vibe it's more how-to than it is about me I mean minus my vlogs I guess but Alrighty, you guys, I never know how to end these things, but thank you for listening and I will catch you in my next vlog. Alrighty, bye!